Blog Talk Radio. Give them your love. Give them 
your heart. Give them the best that you can give them. Give them yourself. And so with that tonight, again, we'd like to welcome our friend. Her name is Miss Barbara Hamilton. Hello, Barbara. Hi, Valerie. How are you? Hello. Welcome. Welcome to our live show. And I would like to take this time to have you take a minute and introduce yourself to our listening audience. Who is Well, hello, everyone. My name is Barbara Hamilton, and I'm a a native of Boston. And uh, I live here with my mother and my son. Wonderful, wonderful. Now, Barbara... Tell us a little about your story. How long have you had vitiligo? I've had vitiligo since I was 25. Um, And I'd say I've had it for a a few decades, we could say. Um, Yep. And uh, it just just came on. Um, You know, I had no idea as a young person growing up that um, I would experience vitiligo as I got older. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Now, is there family history at all? Um, from what I'm told, my uh, mother has a small spot, and um, my great-grandfather may have had it, uh, but he was very fair complexion. Okay, okay. And other than that, I know you have one sister, and so she I have doesn't a sister, have it. and yeah. she doesn't have it. Okay. And I have one son, and he doesn't have it. Wonderful. Now, listen. Yeah. When you were first diagnosed with with vitiligo, what what sort of treatment? What were you told, and how did you handle it? Tell us a little. Well, it took some time for them to figure out that it was vitiligo. Um, mm-hmm. Oftentimes what people experience is the dermatologists, um, you know, would like to call it a rash or, uh, you know, treat you for a fungus or treat you for something other than what it is. Um, and so, and that's from your, you know, your general practitioner. Um, mm-hmm. It's. So, so you know, that's what I went through at first. Um, okay. My first level of treatment, though, was with a, a dermatologist here in Boston at Mass General Hospital, um, uh-huh. who has since passed on. His name is Dr. Mosher, okay. David Mosher. And yep. uh, once I became one of his patients, then... Uh, at that time, and we're talking probably about 25 years ago, um, the types of treatment were um, pills, oxorolin, that you would take um, an hour before your treatment, and then it would be with light therapy, with PUVA light therapy. Now, this treatment was in the form of pills? Is that what you're saying? Yep. What what the pills were, oxorolin uh, medication was uh-huh. oral, you know, a pill, and yeah. uh, it it allowed your skin to be a little more sensitive to light. 
Okay. okay. And so, therefore, you would take the pill again an hour before treatment, and then you would go in the light box. And mm-hmm. we're talking anywhere from, um, you know, starting off maybe three minutes in the light box. Wow. And then okay. they would work up over time. Um, when I started out, we were going, I was going three times a week. And so over to Mass General from City Hall where I worked. And so, you know, it's time consuming. Yeah. To yeah. go anywhere three times a week <laughs> on a regular basis. Right. And uh, so, but we, I kept it up for a good period of time. I'd say for about a year, and yeah. uh, and I did find some results of um, repigmenting. Wow. Okay. Yep. And so what it would mean is that the and then those those areas that were repigmented uh, seem to have come in or filled in in a uh, uh, an overpigmented uh, mode. In other words the spots that were filling in were a little bit darker than what my complexion was. Okay, and I, okay. And I would consider myself brown skin. I'm not, you know, not very fair, but okay. um, when they would fill in, they would be darker than what my the rest of my complexion would be. Now, you know what? You are not the only person that we've had on that talked about taking the oral um, medication and then going into the light. And I'm a little disappointed because when I was first diagnosed and was sent to Beth Israel to go under this light, no one ever talked about me taking pills before going into this light. So you're the second person that I've heard, you know, talked about taking whatever these pills are and then going into the light. I was never given any pills. So here I am a little bit disturbed by that? Well, I think, um, I don't think you need to be only because when I started, again, it was 25 years ago. Right, and, right. And, and so, um, and I too went for treatment over to Beth Israel. Um, right. The difference was is that they, um, the treatments had been improved. In other okay. words, uh, at the time, they felt that we needed, that was the only thing that was out there was the oxorolin pills and then the PUVA. Uh, but I think why I'm I saying went, it, you're saying, that, that to me, what I, what I get from what you're saying is that these pills were to sort of prepare your skin for the light, correct? Correct, but that was with PUVA treatment. Okay. Now, there's two different okay. kinds of light treatment. Okay. In the earlier days, in the earlier days, which is when I started, it was PUVA, yeah. P-U-V-A. Yes. And and in the pills, and in the I'd say maybe ten years ago, or you know within that time frame, when I went to Beth Israel, the the treatment had advanced to the point that they didn't need to give us pills. In oh, okay. To, have people repigment. Okay, and that's about the time I went ten years ago. Okay, right. I think I get what you're saying. Right. 
Well, I would yeah. like to take this time to invite, if you're out there and you'd like to call in, ask Ms. Barbara any questions, or just share your, a bit about your story, about a minute or so, please feel free to call us at one eight zero five two eight five nine seven one zero. Again, eight zero five two eight five nine seven one zero. So let me get back to you, Miss Barbara. So I've heard from you that you are now doing something with um, college students or medical students. What is it that well, you're doing? Uh, yep. Harvard and most medical schools have a period of um uh of uh of education where the the medical students actually meet patients. Uh they don't wait until they've graduated and until they become a doctor and they're in a hospital to now try to treat people be in, with no prior experience. Uh-huh. So what um, uh, what I have been doing for the last couple of years with the students at Harvard Medical is that I've, um, me and probably 50 other people who have dermatology issues. Mm-hmm. Um, get together on one day, and we meet the students. Um, there may be a class of maybe 20. Um, each of us patients are in a separate room, and we talk to the medical students about our experience. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. it, it also They would also do it for... Um, I would say other patients who may have cancer. There's a day where the medical students meet people who have cancer or if they have cardiac issues. So that's that's the whole process that goes on with the medical students so that they have an opportunity to meet patients um, prior to becoming full-fledged doctors or going into residence. And okay. it also helps them in maybe choosing which type of residency they want to go into. They may not know oh. that they want to go into uh, dermatology or oncology or other areas. So that's the opportunity. They get to meet with people, and then, you know, they can make up their mind. Uh, oh, as a, now, they can now make up their mind. If people are interested in getting involved in that, uh, should they write probably to our website and and you can we can forward that information to you and and try to get them some information about this. Certainly, I can. Um, they can write to the website and I can uh, forward them the information uh, to the doctors that I've made contact with with regard to this. Now, this is not, you know, there's some things out there where folks can do, um, be, not be used as guinea pigs, but trial. This is not clinical trial things that we're talking about. This is students wanting to decide where they're going, what, what area of um, medicine or something they're go, going into, correct? Correct. It's no um, uh, clinical it's, trial. It's to educate them and to give them a better understanding of, what 
psoriasis might be or what might vitiligo be or how does it present itself so that, you know, if I'm a general dermatologist and and someone comes into my, um, uh, an appointment with me and unless I have a real idea of what it looks like Mm -hmm. um, or, or what, you know, what the patches may look like, you know, with right. vitiligo, oftentimes they're equal. What happens on the right side happens on the left side. The left side—it's—it's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, it's very—it's very balanced in that regard. Uh, yeah. They may not—you uh, know—that you may not look equally, but it's balanced, oftentimes yeah. with vitiligo. Um, yes. Yeah. And so, unless someone, unless a, a, a medical student or a doctor knows what that looks like and can look at a person and say, oh, okay, I've seen this before, you know, then yeah. they're just a more educated, uh, you know, physician. And, and don't we want more educated physicians? Right. Listen, on a more personal note, I know that you are, and one of the folks know that you work for the city of Boston. If I'm not mistaken, you work with young people. Am I correct? Right. I work for Boston Center for Youth and Families and uh, work with young people um, in sports and recreation. So here's a personal a question on the personal side of things. You, with this condition, you're visible, you're in the public eye. How do you find your encounter with the young people that you work with? Do they ask a lot of questions about this condition? How is that for you? Well, yes, they do ask questions. Oftentimes, um, I'm the first person that they've seen maybe with vitiligo up front and personal that they are even close to, close enough to even ask. Or, you know, they're coming to me because I'm leading a program. So, you know, we're here in a space together doing something together. And so oftentimes, again, it's the first time they've seen somebody. Uh, with vitiligo, the reactions are varied. Um, some of them are a little, I, for an example, today I was at the supermarket and there was a young lady in line with her parents ahead of me and she was blocking her eyes like she was trying to hide herself from seeing me and I was right behind her. So, you know, you get reactions like that or, you know, sometimes people think that you've been burned and yeah. they con- you know have a genuine concern that you're okay, yeah. um, and uh, you know so I try the best that I can to put people at ease. You know, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, like hi, how are you? Or you know, lovely, lovely coat you have on, or you know, just small talk to, yeah. To, you know, put them at ease. Um, or to say that I'm okay, I didn't get hurt. You're looking at me like I'm, you know, something happened. I'm okay. That's right. You know. Well, I do so. appreciate the fact that I want the public, the general public, to know. And again, if you're out there tonight, feel free to join in our conversation at 805-285-9710, or you can uh, email us at vit v i t. F-R-I-E-N-D-S, vitfriends01 at AOL.com. 
or follow us on our website, www.vitfriends.com. And, you know, um, in talking to, to, the, to Barbara tonight, I am so honored because Barbara lives in my neighborhood here in Boston and leads our community, um, our neighborhood organization. And so I'm delighted to see Barbara out front and doing what you, you're doing for the community makes me, as a vitiligo person, so proud of you, and I wanted to publicly say that tonight. Thank you, Barbara, for all that you do for our community. Well, thank you. Thank you. My pleasure. I guess I guess I look at it um, as that I could either be in the house and hide or I can live. Yes. Yes. And I prefer to live. It, yes. And, what and, did you uh, say you're vitiligo? You know, where is your vitiligo now, Barbara? Is it? Do you feel that it has stopped? Is it progressing? What stage? Where do you think you are? Can you judge that? Can you tell that at all? Well, yeah. Uh, for, for a number of years, it had kind of stopped, and um, and then I would say maybe three or four years ago, it has progressed and it's kind of aggressive. At this point, um, mm. it's it's hard to uh, uh, kind of catch up on all of the changes that are going on. You see, you look at yourself in the mirror every day, yeah. and sometimes you don't see the change. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, it will be, oh wow, okay, this is this is spread in a in a larger way. Um, so sometimes it's just harder to measure on a day-to-day basis. But yeah. um, I would say definitely it has spread. And I would say if I had to put a percentage now, I am about 78%. Okay. Um, yeah, depigmented. Yeah. Well, that's the way we, 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 we've been looking at it, talking about it is in percentages. So when I look at myself, my face, I can say that my face is roughly 98% vitiligo versus my hands. My left Mm -hmm. hand is 100% and my right hand is about 98%. What would you say that for yourself? How would you say that for you? I would say that um, for my left hand, I just have three spots four spots, and my right hand, I have one spot of brown, um, wow. and it's slowly creeping up my my arm, um, and it has already begun on my shoulders, so eventually, you know, what's between my hand and my shoulders will catch up, um, right. and, uh, you know, the thing, the, the biggest thing is at this point, um, with so much of what I do for work is outdoors oftentimes. Um, I love the sun. I love the sun and uh, just have to adjust myself to be able to be safe in the sun. Do you use a lot of covering? Do you find that you use a lot of um, sunblock? How is that for you? Increasingly more and more sunscreen, yes. 
um, just because, um, you know, you can burn so easily. And, uh, you know, once you burn, then, of course, you peel. And and also it's just unsafe, um, you know, because the the last thing I would want to present myself with is skin cancer. So I have to just do what I have to do. You know, use the sunscreen um, liberally and uh, keep myself safe that way. You know, for me, uh, I'm bad because I just have not been doing that at all. I just, the smell of that stuff, I guess I haven't found one that, that I like or something. I just cannot seem to get into uh, sunblock. What do you say? Well, I would say recommend? that we need we we definitely need to um, you know then talk with the people at Dana Faber, for instance. Dana Faber is a cancer center, well known, world renowned here in Boston. And if if the issue is the fragrance, then find an unscented one, and they could certainly recommend that because I'm sure people with um, you know. Um, uh, who who can't take smell, who are sensitive to smells, would and, yeah. and still need the sunblock, you need to have it. You know, yeah. so you really you really have to be careful. Um again, you know, don't put yourself in at risk for yeah. other things, um, you know, because of that. And and then and the folks at the cancer center would certainly help us in that regard. And and we probably that's a that's a connection that we probably haven't Made often enough. Um, Barbara, I have someone. I have someone calling in, and we would like to connect with them. Hold a minute, please. Sure. Hello, good evening. Welcome. You're on Fit Friends tonight. Who's calling? Hello. Hello. Hi. Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? Friends. Yes, we can. Who okay. is this? Oh, this is Charles Todd. I was invited by um, Valerie Molinoff on Facebook. Hi, how are you? Oh, I can't complain, can't complain. Are you a vitiligo person? Oh, yes, I'm I am. wonderful. Now, where are you tonight? Where are you calling us from? Atlanta, Georgia. Atlanta, Georgia. Well, welcome. Barbara's on the line. Tell us your story. Oh, see, I was diagnosed at about, let's see, probably I think I was about eight years old. I'm 28 now. Wow. And I'm... And, you know, I, I noticed when I was a kid, I noticed a small spot on my right knee. It was after I'd, I'd fallen as a kid or something and had a scab. It healed over. But then right where the scab was, I noticed a little hypopigmented spot. And my mom wow. was freaked out about it. Of course, everybody else was. We went, we went to a dermatologist. And, you know, they they scraped it and biopsied it to see what it was. They just said, okay, oh, it's vitiligo. That's how it all wow. started. And tell me your name again, please. Charles Todd. Charles. Charles well, we Todd. welcome you. Do you have a welcome question Todd. that you'd like to ask Barbara? Oh, or no, not really. Just want, just want to listen in on the group, see what's going on. Wonderful. Great. We are delighted to have you. Please join us at our website, www.bitfriends.com. And we every year we host a conference. Again, this coming year... It'll be back here in Boston, but hopefully 2020, 
2012, we would be in Hartford, Connecticut, and moving, hopefully moving a little further south. We'd like to hit as many places as we can. Charles, we are delighted that you're out there. We are your friends, and we hope that you'll keep listening and following us. Okay, yeah, sure. Well, yeah, thank so you for calling us. Question. I, have a, I have a question for Charles. Go right All ahead. Right. Now, you live in Atlanta, hot Atlanta. If yes. you're in the sun all the time, what do you find is your best way of dealing with the sun and and trying not to get yourself overexposed? What what methods do you use? Good question. Well, well, lately I haven't been using anything because, like, ever since like about uh, let's see, in the early 2000s, so when I was in the military, I ended up getting stationed in Hawaii. Long story short, after being stationed in Hawaii. That was the first place that I went that I've never burned. And since then, wow. since I've been back, I've never burned again. Oh. Okay. Well, good. Good. Yeah, close All right. All right. And so That's if you wonderful. have to put a percentage number on your the, the a degree that you depigmented, what percentage would you put on it? Um, let's say I'd, I'd probably say about 75%. Okay. 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 Well, good. Good for you. Oh yes, you know it used to, it used to bother me as a child. You know, because kids can be so cruel. But you know, mm. once I got in the military and I was in a place where people can people judge you based on your capabilities and your experiences and how you present yourself. You know, right. all that changed. I thought when I got back, I just learned. You know what? Hey, it's the same difference as black and white with with everybody else. Right. It's just me. You know. That's right. right. Because I've asked people, I've deliberately started semi-arguments because I've asked people, you know, what's the difference between a black man and a white man? If they're all skin color, mm. I'm like, no. I'm like, so and I'm a black man and a white man because skin color? Then they say, well, no, uh, well, it's national origin. I'm like, okay, well, I know a bunch of I know a bunch of black Brits, okay? So are they white, even though their skin is black? And, you know, it's a, it, these are questions that honestly can't be answered, but that's my goal right. in asking. So if people realize there is this, you know, people are people wherever they're from. They just look different. You know, as I told yeah, you, right. you don't look at Dalmatian differently than you look at a differently than you look at a Labrador Retriever just because they're small. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Good Charles, we're happy that you would join yeah, us tonight. Yeah. Oh yeah, no problem. No problem. We have another person, LV. LV is one of our women, a part of our group, and she's a military person. So we hope that you can join us at our conference so you can meet meet her as well. I'll try. Hopefully, it. I'll be hopefully I'll be able to. Wonderful. Okay. Well, happy holidays from all of us, your family here in, on this side of the globe. Oh, same to you. God bless all right, you, baby. Yeah. All right. Bye bye. Wonderful. So Barbara, that was great. Yeah. That was wonderful having someone join us. People tend to listen, but we'd love to hear their voices as well. So, Barbara, yeah. here's another question. I wanted the, the general public to know that you are now officially a part of our organization. What is your role with Vit Friends? Why don't you tell the public? Well, I am now uh, co-chair for Vit Friends, and uh, I am so looking forward to um, uh, just helping the organization grow. Yes. And um, you know, uh, it's it's just amazing that once you get out of 
the feeling that you're in it by yourself. Mm. Um, that you know the 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 stress inside, you know, just melts away. Um, That's right. Because I mean, I guess it's the same kind of feeling for a battered woman. You know, once you yeah. once you talk to other people who have gone through the same experience. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you can learn so much from each other, and yeah. it just helps to take away whatever stress. And, you know, oftentimes they say that it's the stress in our lives, yeah. oftentimes that just uh, help to exacerbate your condition. Absolutely. With Vitilago. Um And so, you know, while to be stress-free, it may not necessarily reverse what's going on, but it can certainly yeah. just help a whole lot. <laughs> I think what I hear, lot. Barbara, saying, what, what I hear you saying, Barbara, and we want to put this out there tonight. Again, if you'd like to call us and just share your tidbit, we're at 805-285-9710. And what I hear Barbara saying so clearly is we are a family, regardless of where you are tonight, uh, in Paris, in Louisiana listening to us, in Texas. We have Reverend Perry and folks listening out, out there in Maryland. I know folks were listening out in Maryland tonight. We're at Atlanta, Atlanta, wherever you are tonight, what Barbara is simply saying, we are a family and we are here to support and encourage each other. And you sharing your story, I share my story, let's, us know that we are not alone. Is that what you're saying, Barbara? We're not alone. We're not alone. We're not alone. And um, you know, there's 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 peace. It gives you just a, a peace of mind of knowing that you're not yeah. the only one going through it. Uh, you know, I could be stopped at a light. I have to tell you this quick story. I was yes. stopped at a at a stoplight, and there was a truck next to me, and I happened to look over at the guy, and he looked over at me, and he had vitiligo, and, and I had vitiligo. It was the wow. summertime. We both had our windows down, and we just wow. started talking. We Amazing. just started talking. You know, I oh, how, I see you got vitiligo. Oh, how long have you had it? Oh, how are you dealing with it? Oh, at a traffic that? light. At a traffic, at a traffic light. light. Love it. Okay. My husband and I, we, we went to the grocery store tonight, and my husband, because I travel with the cards in my bag now, and my husband told me, there's a guy. And I walked over, and I encouraged him to listen tonight. He told me his name, but I'm getting older, and those things leave me really quickly. But I encouraged him to listen in tonight, so I trust that he's listening in to our show tonight. But we, you know, we, we're we going to walk up to people now and say, Hi. And and have yes. no intimidation, encourage and encourage folks, and also share our website. Yes. Yeah, and so it's happening. We have nine minutes yes. left, so we'd like again to throw our phone numbers out to you: eight zero five two eight five nine seven one zero. If you have a question for Barbara, I'd also like to say that um, Dr. Vanita shared with us at our last conference, and I am. I just reminded myself tonight that I do need to ask her about the sunblock questions, but um, mm-hmm. uh, that came up in, in our conversation tonight. Our website yes. is www.vitfriends.com. 
please get online. Please share your story. Please write to us at vitfriends01 at AOL.com. Final thoughts, Barbara, on this group, on your vitiligo, and holiday greetings to our friends. Well, I would say that, you know, as upbeat as I sound tonight, I do have some moments where I get down. Yes. And, and, and you know, I do. there are some moments, but like other issues that go on in, in your life, you try not to let them keep you down. Mm. So, you know, stuff creeps up, but I'm getting stronger and stronger with not rejecting it, but handling it. And dealing yes. with it, and yes. um, and uh, so you know, again, you, you just stay active. You know, be involved in your church, or be involved in your community, or be yes. involved in your work. And and uh, you know, I I tend to look at my vitiligo. I'm in the Renoir stage. If you are familiar <laughs> with art, uh, I feel like Renoir was an impressionist artist mm. and um and well known and, and sought after and so right now my skin is in that Renoir stage. Beautiful. And so I have the impressionist of my brown and I have the impressionist of my white and it's all wow. blending together and being a and I feel like I'm the canvas and it's beautiful. And awesome. so I just you know, keep that. When I feel a moment of being down, I just think that I'm a, a Renoir painting, <laughs> and I move on with life. And I love uh, it. you know, I encourage anybody who is out there listening to you know find others and who may have the same um, vitiligo like you, and know that they're they're hungry for for somebody else who they can connect with. And yeah. so if you have that opportunity, help them connect, you know, make the first step. Um, if you don't know anybody else, you got us. And, um, you know, just uh, as Jesse Jackson used to say, keep the faith, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, yeah. And and I have to sh- share this also. Um yeah. The work that Valerie has done, folks, in the listening audience, has been so empowering to so many people. And I know, you know, it's it's helping her with her own internal issue. Yes, But it's empowering so many other people. And so I just have to thank you, Valerie, for... Keeping you know the good fight and and uh, encouraging others and and even when we get to the point that like some others that I've met that where they're totally depigmented yes and so the issue is not you know are you black are you white you know is the is the different hues the the issue is that we know from a personal standpoint how we felt as we were going through the transition. And so I know that regardless of what happens for me, um, you know, if I totally turn white, that, you know, I'm going to continue to work to 
just continue to empower people. You're okay. We are all right. In the skin that we're in, we are all right. And the message I hear you saying, saying, Barbara, is stay active. Get involved. Get involved with big friends if you have to. We are here to support and encourage you. And so as we leave you tonight, Barbara, I want to thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure. Love you and have a wonderful Christmas and a happy and a blessed New Year. And we'll talk to you soon, Barbara. All right, and thank you, everybody. Thank Thank you you so much. Bye-bye now. now. Bye-bye. So if you're out there, again, we would like to say to you a happy holidays. Feel free to write to us at bitfriends one at AOL.com. Visit our website, www.bitfriends.com. Dot com. Share your story. Call us if you have to, 617-816-5241. And we're looking forward to hopefully having an 800 number in the new year. But we want to wish you and your family the best, the very best of this holiday season. Let nothing stop you. Let nothing hold you back. If you are a vitiligo person, walk in this that you're in with your head held high, knowing that he who has created you in his image and in his likeness has done a fantastic job. You are awesome. You are wonderful. You are blessed. And as I leave you, here's a poem that I was commissioned to write for a church holiday program. The Gift Giver. God gave us his very best gift when he gave us his only son. He is the only true gift. He is Jesus Christ, the one. Not like the world whose gifts give us Santa. He only comes once a year. But God gave us his very best gift that he promised will always be near. God cares so much for you and for me. So on that very special day, he thought about us and held nothing back. And he sent his very best gift our way. So with joyful hearts, we celebrate the gift that our gift giver has given. Not the cloth, nor the Santa. He is Christ the Lord, the gift God sent to us from heaven. Again, we wish you well, and we ask that you connect with us and share your story. Tell us what you'd like to hear on our website. See on our website and hear on this show going forward for 2011. We love you, and we wish you God's very best is my prayer for you. Thank you. This is Valerie, um, the president of Bit Friends, and goodbye tonight.